We've been here two weeks. Not that really, long. we weren't here. Oh no, we went to Harley Strictly. Or we you were, did. We were in your neighborhood. We, you were. I was in your neck of the woods, as they say. And there is a neck of the woods in there. Hi. See you in there. Yeah. Oh, that place we haven't been to in a while too. Yeah, it's always hopping now. Like I feel like is it's it? one of the go-to spots if you are in the Richmond, and mm-hmm. um, they have two performance areas right they have or at least it's a bar in the yeah. bottom yeah and it's like a downstairs yeah and i think you can do performances in downstairs i've never been downstairs for anything but upstairs we usually have bands or uh comedy right That's we saw a couple mm-hmm. bands that we interviewed performed there yeah. over the years it's pretty big too yeah it's a little hidden treasure it was packed on what like a friday or mm-hmm. it was a friday or saturday night it's really nice have you ever been there i have yeah i've played there before they've done like they do like their open mics that i've been to a couple of, a couple of times right, yeah, and then the gentleman that. who works there travis hayes and he's another local songwriter um and he invited me back to do like a, a 30 minute set it's like a artist spotlight i wanted their open mic nights oh, it was really nice so i haven't played the upstairs i've seen it but I've only done the down uh, the downstairs stage. You yeah. will. You're gonna. You're on the up and up. I'm. That's right. <laughs> Climbing. <laughs> You'll make your way upstairs. Uh huh. <laughs> it's bound to happen. That's right. So, what was your prognosis for uh, Fridays? Hardly strictly. It was good. <laughs> no, it was. It was great. Um, there wasn't as much people as I thought there was going to be because it's a Friday, and oh, I don't. Good. I don't yeah. expect you know people can get it off or whatever but i only went on friday so i can't compare it to any of the other days and that's the only time i've ever been to harley strictly Mm -hmm. but um i think a lot of people hyped up the big star i don't know if you guys know who big star is yeah you told me about them right yeah and i was really excited for that they were going to do the third the album and um it was kind of difficult because it was supposed to be all these artists doing the album the third uh, at you know a different different songs for different bands I guess and it was just really awkward the whole okay we finished the song now the next band has to set up their shit so they can play for the next you know song and it was like really like music and then silence for five minutes and then again music and then silence and it's just you, when you're like at the end of the day and you're a little drunk and you're just not patient for that so where the hell we is the music <laughs> we left pretty early that's what i would say but it was nice <laughs> m-word was nice and um sister sparrow i haven't heard of them. not familiar yeah i don't think they're that um they're up and coming i guess but um they're i think they're from new york and they were really good they're really funky and bluesy um obviously so I, you know, I would listen to them again. Mm-hmm. I went on Sunday, but I wasn't there for the full weekend. Yeah. Sunday was pretty. I don't know. It was re- it was really slow. There wasn't a lot of people there. Oh really? Yeah, because I thought it was going to be the busiest day. Yeah, I you would. Too. Yeah, I mean, there was you know, 
I didn't recognize any of the big names for like the main stages. I went for um, the bandwagon stage. There was this guy uh, named Kevin Devine from Brooklyn who was playing. And so I went to go to go watch him in this little tiny area, which there was, you know, by volume, it was it was pretty awesome. Like yeah. there were a lot of people crammed to this little spot. So it made it seem really exciting. But when you walk around like the whole uh, the whole area for the festival, it was kind of thin. Huh. I'd been That's there so like, maybe like four or five years ago. Yeah. And I was in too. that same area. They had uh, instead of like multiple small stages, they just had one big one. They treated it as one of the main stages. And they mm-hmm. had um, that year, uh, Gogo Bordello was playing. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. And that that was insane. So I went for all the whole weekend of that uh, that particular year, which was way, way bigger. I heard they're really he's really good live. Oh, they're incredible. Yeah. They're insane. <laughs> Did, did they play this year? Not this year, no. Oh, okay. I don't playing somewhere. They played at Outside Lands a few years ago. Oh, maybe it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen them in a while. So I went with a f- mutual friend of ours on Saturday, and it was fine. I mean, it was, obviously it was more people than Friday or Sunday. But um, by 3 o'clock, it just people were going apeshit. Like, yeah. they've been drinking all morning. Day drinking. <laughs> and um, <laughs> then, of course... Um, the, the biggest act on Saturday was flogging Molly. So, of yeah. course, people were, you know, I was dancing. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, knocking into I told into Mallory, people. my friend, I was like, watch out for the mosh pit. <laughs> but luckily, <laughs> it kind of it kind of dissipated, yeah. funnily enough, around the same time flogging Molly was on. Because it was, it was actually really fucking cold. Like, it got freezing. really hot, and then it went... Especially yeah. in my neighborhood, it's just it gets really foggy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we were kind of far from the stage, so we were kind yeah. of just taking it all in. But I got to hear yeah. some good songs and relax and enjoy myself. So good. And nobody sold your drink this year. Nobody. I didn't buy any drinks. Oh some my. Fancy cocktails this year. Yeah. But oh, I did so get I did get two uh, hot dogs, and we also shared fries. It was really good. There we go. <laughs> Garlic fries. <laughs> they had poutine yeah. this year, which I never had before, because it's a Canadian it? French, yeah, French Canadian French fries with gravy and yeah. cheese curds. Oh. Uh-huh. The cheese curds where it's at. Yeah, and I never had it before, but uh, one of um, our, my friends co-worker got it and I was like can I try it because I never had it before and I don't want to pay $12 um, <laughs> so yeah like it, it was really good I really like it yeah and it's is it goat cheese or I think they use goat um, cheese for hers I think they I don't know what they use traditionally yeah you know um, but I, I mean, I've, I've seen it with a number of cheeses, in, cheeses. in the States, mm, you know, it's, we're, it's really weird, but it's actually really good. Yeah. I think we're trying to get it right, but yeah. <laughs> not quite. A, well, hers had lamb too. She had like meat on top. Really? Yeah. They had like, you can put different meats if huh. you want, but I never, I've only seen it on TV and I've, it's always, uh, been just gravy and French fries and cheese. Yeah. Mm, biscuits and gravy <laughs> and <Almost>. chicken. <laughs> Let's just keep going. No, it's not. I'm so full right now. So you're saying you were there on on Friday? Yeah. Was that day? Um, did uh, Connor Obers play Friday? Yes, he did. But he was playing at the same time the Big Star thing was going on. So I oh, had gotcha. to go and see that, and it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. So oh, wait, sorry. so you did see Big Star? No. Big Star, they're all dead. Um, it's just a, they're doing tribute? a tribute type yeah. thing. It's like oh, a yin, jin, like damn band or whatever. Like they're doing bands and doing covers of the I one of their see. albums. Okay. And um, I mean, it was I was just really awkward. I think 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, there wasn't any music for a good chunk of it. So we were like, let's go over there. There's some music. So we yeah. left. Mm-hmm. And then after the, a few songs of that, we were like, we're over this. <laughs> Can we go now? Mm-hmm. It started getting cold, like you said. And yeah. you're a little... By that time, you had already been drinking all morning. So you were kind of like... <laughs> either we can keep drinking somewhere else or we can just go home and try to not have a hangover yeah <laughs> try our best yeah <laughs> so we went to a bar instead <laughs> in the sunset that's a really underrated area by the way yeah the sunset is on the up and up yeah should we read some stories yes story time i love stories do you want me to go or should you go yeah, you got it. Okay, I guess we'll. Um, we were talking about President Barack Obama being in town. Yes, yet again. And uh, future President Kanye West apparently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> President Barack Obama offers Kanye West advice, and West performs a DNC fundraiser. What mm. is that? That's what it was. Quoting, do you really think this country is going to elect a black guy from the south side of Chicago with a funny name to be president of the United States? End quote. <laughs> Barack Obama and his sense of humor. Yes. Oh Today, Kanye West performed at a Democratic National Committee. Ah, that's what it stands for. Uh, event in San Francisco. Before he came out, he was roasted by the leader of the free world himself, President Barack Obama. You can watch the President Roast West about his political ambitions, album titles, and Kardashian connections below. And you can watch the footage from West set here and here. And this is out of uh, pitchfork.com. Um... You can check out Instagram footage as well via Stereogum. The fundraiser was billed as an afternoon concert that was hosted at the Warfield, hey, hey, a 2,300-seat venue with tickets selling from $250 up to $10,000. Hell fucking no, I'm not going. Way to go, <laughs> Warfield. Yeah, I prefer the Fox there. now. <laughs> We've been there for free. So yeah. yeah. Obviously. I talked my way talk into there. Way. Yeah, I could have done it this this time, too. But you look with, like, your... It's like, I need to be here. This, my like, friends are there. And then you, like, shove your phone in his face and like yeah. I need this on tape. <laughs> do, yeah, I, it would have made history. It would have I would have gone viral. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we gotta do next time. Yeah, now you, you know. know how to do it. Cause I saw somebody that I know was was there, and I saw the picture, and I was like, oh, so that's why Barack is here. Yeah, they were saying he was gonna be in town. Yeah, I think he's doing his last tour of oh. some cities before after. Gotcha. After I mean, before the whole last event goes it's down. Still like a year till the ne- till the next president, right? <laughs> yeah, but wow. it's gonna go fast. Wow. It's gonna go really fast. Yeah, especially it's already gaining all this hype. I know. Good God. Save us all. I know. <laughs> um, but anyways, interesting stuff. And apparently he likes Pinkberry. He doesn't go for the good shit. No. So <laughs> now we know. His loss. His loss. Let's not tell people where I work, Asia. I won't. I won't. Cut. Creator in there. I kept it general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, uh, Train Spotting 2 is in the works after 20 years after the original came out. Oh. Um, with its bleak humor, seminal soundtrack, and edgy depiction of a gang of Edinburgh heroin addicts, Trainspotting marked a high point in British filmmaking. Two decades later, the film based on Irvine Welsh's novel of the same name is finally getting the sequel treatment. Here's how it's shaping up. 
Danny Boyle will direct it just as he did the original. The scriptwriter is back, John Hodges, who penned the BAFTA winning Train Spotting, has already rattled off the screenplay. Boyle has made a, tr- a point of bigging it up as terrific, no pressure. The main cast members will return. So we'll see Owen McGregor as antihero Renton, Robert Carlyle repress- reprising his role as alpha male Begbie. Owen Brenner reviving Simple Sweet Spud and Johnny Lee Miller bringing the debonair sick boy back. Um, It's now or never. Boyle told The Hollywood Reporter that Carlisle and Miller would only have a short amount of time away from their respective TV shows. Um, They get this little window off, he said, so either you wait for their contracts to run down or you do it in the window. (laughs) It's only loosely based on porno, which was... If you have have read some of the books by Irvine Welsh, that was kind of the sequel to Train Spotting, which was based on a book previously. Gotcha. <laughs> in case you're wondering, it's only loosely based on Porno, which was the second book in that series. The project was first announced in 2013 when Boyle explained at South by Southwest that it wouldn't be an overly faithful adaptation. This will be a relief to McGregor, who once told The Independent that the 2002 book failed to move him and was exactly the same story. Um, The budget will be bigger this time around, and Boyle wants to keep below that to minimize studio interference. So that's kind of interesting, because I always kind of wondered, fans of the original film, I guess, have always wondered if there would be a sequel 20 yeah. years later. It might be good if he doesn't want the studio to have a lot of say in it. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. The there first film was, I mean, known kind of for being an indie film and also yeah. kind of being edgy and the way s- some of the sequences were filmed were just kind of... So that's considered like a cult a cult film, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. So that's an interesting film and um, we'll have to keep our eyes on that one. Oh, we will. <laughs> uh, I have LCD sound system. I was going to mention that to you at some point. You're, you're like, she's just going to like that story. Um, LCD sound system not reuniting despite rumors. Ah. This afternoon reports <laughs> have been circulating saying that LCD sound system reunion is in the works for next year. Unfortunately, these reports aren't true. DFA co-founder Jonathan Galkin has confirmed to Pitchfork that the rumors that James Murphy is getting a ba- the band back together to hit music festivals in 2006 are unfounded. Galkin provided his qu- this quote, which promotes DFA's other artist, <laughs> of course. Uh, DFA Records, co-owned by James Murphy, has released two amazing new LPs this fall, one by Larry Gus, entitled I Need Eyes, I need new eyes, and I have one by Slim Twig entitled, Thank You for Sticking with the Twig. Um, these are both on their second albums for the label, and you can catch both acts on tour separately in the U.S. this October. LCD Sound System called it quits after a triumph Madison Square Garden show in 2011. Since then, Murphy has been adamant about a reunion is, that isn't, the reunion isn't in the cards. You can read the feature you were there, the complete LCD sound system. Here's a clip of the film documentary, LCD Systems Farewell Show, Shut Up and Play the Hits, down below. This is, again, out of the pitchfork.com. So they're not getting back together. No. <laughs> and I think that was the whole, the whole, uh, the show at Madison Square Garden was like a huge goodbye, like we're never going to do this again, and this is it. 
See ya. No pun no. intended. Um, and yeah, so it doesn't make any sense for them to be like, let's reunite so we can go on tour again. It's like not. Come I mean, on. he said that in the documentary that it wasn't about that. Oasis is going to do it. <laughs> Oasis oh boy. is funded oh by the boy. brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot their names. Liam and Noel. All I can think is but what, Gallagher. The Gallagher brothers. The Gallagher brothers. I was like, I can think of is Liam because he's such an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't wait to be honest. So are they it really should be getting fun. back together? I don't know. I read every a story. time we read that, it sounds like it, and then at the end and of the then, article, it's like never hate we'll my brother. Time will tell. Yeah. We'll see what time says. <laughs> if enough people talk about it, they'll say, no, 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 the rumors aren't true. Yeah. <laughs> and if the Stone Roses did it, and... They always said they would never And Blur do it. did it. They're not coming to San Francisco. I know, Fuck but they you. still got reunited and performing other parts that are, you're not able, able to. Yeah, that was to. a big deal. Yeah. Wait, did they go to Coachella? They went to Coachella. They were at Coachella. Close enough. Yeah. They had to replace the Stone Roses, remember? <laughs> they had to switch with them because people are like, who the fuck who are, these are you? Guys who fucking rock and kick No, they didn't replace them. They switched. They switched. Yeah. They can't replace the Stone Roses. I, I mean, hate people that were there. <laughs> I would have been the perfect year for you to go. I know. I know. But. Oh, well. Dot, dot, dot. Yes. Have to make a, make a special trip. Yeah. I never want to go really. To you never, No. Oh, I meant go to go to their home country. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to go there. Chase them, chase them down. That, that sounds way. exciting to me. <laughs> there you go. Did I tell you the story that Kaylee saw the stone or met the Stone Roses in a club in Amsterdam? No. I thought what? that was so weird. Yeah. Apparently, this girl that I used to work with, she was like, "Oh yeah, I saw the Stone Roses the other day," and I was like, "Oh, you saw them because I knew they were on tour." Yeah. It was right around I think the time they had gotten back together. She's like, "No, I like met them yeah. at some bar or a club in Amsterdam." I was like, "I hate you." <laughs> <laughs> they were how getting drunk you, after the show. How can you do that to me? That's how you do it. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool, though. It's those, you know, those stories. Yeah. Do you have any interesting celebrity stories? Celebrity stories? <laughs> oh, gosh. Not really celebrity stories. <laughs> meeting, people are going like, to find out how boring I am. Living out of San Jose, you must get so many people. Oh, so many celebrities. Oh, yeah. So many <laughs> celebrities just passing through all the time, you know? Well, in San Francisco, have you had any? Well, not so much. I mean, like I've I come up to San Francisco to play shows and and do that whole thing, but I haven't had a with like previous like work constraints and whatnot. I haven't really had a lot of time to really explore the Bay so much. Not not as much as I would like to, obviously. So not no like celebrity spottings around here or anything. You know, I think what draws me to. Uh, to certain venues like when someone's passing through town are going to be much smaller bands that you know not everyone's heard of or anything Mm -hmm. but uh i got to meet the singer of a band actually i'm wearing this shirt this band called mother mother from uh vancouver in canada and they were unbelievable and also very humble people so it's it's always nice to be able to meet those guys when they come through that's the way to go guys and gals where do they perform that, let's see, uh, the last time they performed at the rickshaw. Oh, I love that place. It was so much fun. And then the time before that, they played, oh, no, I got it mixed up, actually. The first time I saw them in, in San Francisco was rickshaw. Second time was Bottom of the Hill. And then they came through again on their, for their last record that they released, but I didn't, I didn't get to come up and see them, unfortunately. Mm. 
but next time around. That's right. <laughs> next time it's going to be at the Warfield. You They're getting bigger. Know. It just might bigger. happen. Or actually, yeah. what after after bottom of the hill is probably like the Regency. Yeah. Then it's the yeah. Warfield. Then it's Fox. Then you know they've made it. Yeah, really made it big. Then when they go to the Greek, then you're like, I can't go because <laughs> I yeah. can't. it's too I far. Can't. <laughs> and you guys are too big. <laughs> I yeah. still haven't been to the Greek, but I'd love to really? be there. Oh, I went there. Um, I saw the Decemberists when they came through. And oh, that was right. their first time playing the Greek, or the only time. Oh. Um, and that was amazing, because I'd never been to that venue before. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to go uh, back in whatever year Bright Eyes released Casadega. I was like 2006 was or yeah. something like that. Wow. Um, but didn't end up going to that show, which I regret. Uh, but I, I went to go see the Sembras, and that was pretty amazing. Very awesome. Super awesome. So tell us about um, your music and your current project and what you've been up to. Sure. So currently, I've been writing for a new record. I have um, two studio full-length albums under my belt and an EP that I did. Uh, my style is, I mean, I, it's, it's much easier for me to tell people. It's like, oh, it's indie folk because indie folk is like sort of a, a popular genre right now. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of something that people can understand or relate to. They, they think about like, you know, of monsters and men or like, uh, shit, what are they called? <laughs> you know, all, all the bigger ones out there or like, um, just all the all the big folk names, you know. It's yeah. if it's nicely in that pocket, I suppose. But um, I play by myself. I don't really have like uh, the full band yet or anything like that. So it has to just be sort of uh, an intimate, personal, in-your-face experience. Oh, yeah. those are always fun. Yeah. Solo indie folk. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of a good way to explain it. Kind of like how um, like Elliot Smith's songwriting, if you're familiar, are it, it ha- there are like some technical parts here and there, like a lot of uh, a lot of guitarists kind of nerd out listening to his stuff. Yeah. Um, I I would like to think that I attempt to have that much depth to my songwriting musically, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then just like the emotional presence of like the vocals would be a little bit more like Conor Oberst, just kind of kind of louder and in your face. But I guess the difference between myself and Connor Oberst, I, I kind of shift back and forth, uh, into like a falsetto as well. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of go for like this pretty sounding sort of, uh, glitz, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So. Sounds magical. It's, it's <laughs> pretty magical. And how long have you been uh, doing your solo project? The solo project has been happening, uh, since like 2008, 2009, um, pretty much like within a couple of years after I graduated high school and I was living in, in uh, Santa Cruz mm-hmm. and um, and I was I was in a band at the time so like before I before I started doing the solo acoustic singer songwriter thing um, I was just in like a, a rock outfit band mm-hmm. you know and um, and we came to an end around that time which gave me an opportunity to start focusing on on my own music and just kind of uh, took that avenue, which I hadn't really done before. So I guess officially since around 2008, 2009, that's when I released my first uh, full-length record called um, Shades of Autumn Everywhere. And so since then, I've just been slowly picking away, writing new songs and releasing little things here and there. Mm -hmm. Not like a very official, like, touring. 
Um, I've done a little bit here and there, pretty much as far north as, as um, Portland and as far south as Los Angeles. Got it. Yeah. Do you plan to, this time around, do you plan to go outside of the Pacific West Coast? I would really like to. You know, I think um, I'm going to start, like, navigating myself through more um, consistent circuits of touring and continue to go all the way up north to Seattle and go all the way down to even San Diego and just keep myself really busy and make sure that I like kind of have the chops to handle that kind of a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, By next year, I would really like to do South by Southwest and check out some of the other uh, Midwestern states as well. Yeah. So that's sort of my like 12 month plan, I guess right now. Yeah. So, and are you going to be doing it solo or do you bring other musicians? With well, you? I do it solo really because I, I can, and <laughs> that's like the, if you have that, I just think it, it, if, if that works for you, um, it works for you me. You got to milk it. I don't know it. if it works for you. You know, it's, it's working all right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been like a blessing and a burden because, I'm very mobile and I can, I can go play a show in Portland and I can go play a show in Los Angeles or whatever. Um, and I would like to bring a band and that's kind of where it all kind of falls short. Like you, the music I write in my head is kind of more, uh, appropriate for a band setting, Mm -hmm. but then I don't really get to show that, you know? Mm. So it kind of, you kind of miss having people with you when you, when you're out there, but for what it is right now, it works very well. You will find some people out there. Oh, I've got some. I've got some buddies. <laughs> I've got some friends. And there's. It seems like um, some of the cities that you mentioned too. We have a lot of bands um, that we've talked to from Portland, from yeah. Los Angeles, and mm-hmm. there. Yeah, it's just interesting. Um, s- some of the times they do something similar to what you're doing, which is mm-hmm. sometimes some of the times they're. Um, doing it on their own they're trying to do it solo and then depending which city they're in they know people there and Mm -hmm. they have some kind of uh, musical collective thing going on but it's never like the same thing every time exactly always a little different I've seen a couple of bands like that and that's always really exciting because you never really know what you're going to get it could be you know could be a three-piece it could be five people it could be just him by himself mm-hmm. there's so many things like even the guy who i mentioned uh that i saw at hardly strictly kevin divine mm-hmm. and he'll do he'll do that too he'll do with the full band and he'll call that kevin divine and the goddamn band um <laughs> and from what i understand it's it's typically the same members uh in the full band but i mean in various shades of the same outfit you know like it kind of kind of depends on where where he's at Mm-hmm. So I like that idea, and I've done. Um, I do a lot of shows with. I have a twin sister, oh. and she uh, she sings really well. So she'll do harmonies on my on my songs, and we've done shows like that before. And then I've done like a little three piece um, with either a drummer or just like a second guitar player. Mm-hmm. So I've done a little bit of a uh, little bit of mixing it up here and there, but not as big as I would like to down the road. Yes, yeah. you will. I will. It's going to happen. Um, what bands uh, do you usually, do you play with the same kinds of bands when you play in the Bay Area? In the Bay Area? Um, most of the time, yeah. So the singer-songwriter can play at a coffee shop, you know what I mean, and be the only person playing that night or at a restaurant or anything like that. So I can, I have enough venues to keep me busy. Um, <laughs> but then you're also trying to put yourself out there in the same under the same spotlight that the bands are right Mm -hmm. 
And so there are certain types of bands that are going to receive that well and be like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, you should come open for us. Um, so like for local bands, at least, um, I've done, I've, I've done a, a lot of shows with a local band called Owl Paws. Um, and I actually did a, uh, a radio show here that I did a while back with Stefan, and it was um, Derek Ted of Owl Paws and Kevin Sullivan of Renton Tiger, and then myself, and we did like a little thing here. So, between like those guys, I would say mostly those are who I've been playing with around town. Mm-hmm. Another uh, songwriter who goes under the moniker of Windmills. Um, it was just Windmills. Windmills. Fantastic writer. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> It's just as good as the name, I promise. Yes, yes. But other than that, kind of opening up for some random bands here and there, wherever wherever I can fit. Mm-hmm. It's nice if you can draw a crowd. You can get, you know, you can find any band that you can be a good opener for. Because oftentimes they're looking for someone who can just help fill in the rest of the empty space. And sure, you can play first. Here's a couple of drink tickets. Thank you very much. See you later. You know what I mean? So, you know, there are some bands around town that I can play with, but mostly just in the uh, the indie or indie rock or, or acoustic categories. Acoustic categories. So when you're recording music, for instance, your latest album, uh, do you prefer acoustic? When you're recording, are you recording electric or acoustic? Mostly it's acoustic. So I just sort of map out like the skeleton of the song, you know, which will just be like acoustic guitar and vocals or piano and vocals. Mm -hmm. And depending on, well, mostly depending on money, but uh, Mm -hmm. if that's not a problem, like depending on time and and other variables within, uh, will sort of dictate, you know, how much how much larger is that song going to be? So on the last record that I put out, which is in two thousand and 13 um that record's called beneath the willow that one has like more full band songs than i've done before Mm -hmm. and kind of everywhere in between as well so i'd say there's a a nice mix on that one definitely and did you want to perform a song for us or did you have a recording that we could oh i'd love to play a song for you yes yeah that'd be great we'd love hearing i was actually hoping to play a new song if you don't mind yeah Yeah. we could do that as well unbearably so.
like that, you wanna try that, it's like a flashback, so shake your ass crack, I got the boss to rock the salsa, funk a blueser, any groove to make you move, cause taking you to another landscape, it's my mandate, I'm highly animated, even though I'm decomposing, so if your feet is frozen, I'ma die to see you open, see rhyme and the DJ spin, I want y'all to just get down, now why the MC rhyming and the DJ cutting, I want y'all to just get down. Here's John Miller. <laughs> this is John Miller, that's right. Uh, this is a brand new song, completely unreleased. I've played it a couple of times at shows. Um, and only one of the times it was completed at that point. <clears throat> this song is called Tipping Cradle. Tip and cradle and it's straight into a hole 
fucks you up and it makes you see a tip and cradle and it's straight into a hole. Very lovely. <laughs> Thank you. Tell us a little bit about the history behind that song. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, um, I think a lot of my... Uh, no one's really asked me that, like, formally, you know? Mm-hmm. But... Um, really? With those lyrics? <laughs> maybe I've lacked the opportunity for someone to ask me. Oh, yeah. You know? I, kn- I know things. how to ask the right question. You do. So. You just you pick me apart. <laughs> the, uh, I think a lot of my, I think a lot of my songs, like where the uh, the the inspiration is drawn from, um, like kind of reflects in the lyrics. Mm-hmm. I think my lyrics are pretty consistent in terms of like a concept. Mm-hmm. Um, at least when I first started writing, I swear this is relevant. When I first started writing, it was very much like singing about um, the complications of like turning into an adult or something like that right as like a 19 year old like yeah. that's a fit. proper fear <laughs> yeah no absolutely yeah. and still and i'm i'm 26 now and i'm st- i feel the same way <laughs> so <laughs> i think that that is just sort of carried on so uh, through time when when you're kind of trying to explain to people hey this is really weird you guys does anyone else realize like this is super hard and are we allowed to talk about this and then you get older and you're like, it's almost just kind of like, hey, I'm 26 now and I still feel the same way. Like, how? what's that guy doing? How's that guy doing it right? Right? Yeah. So like the line where it says, um, despite what you've heard, I ain't no pretty little bird. I think that maybe I'm the worm when it's time to feed. Mm. And that's sort of more like a reflection on, like as a performer, mm-hmm. that's sort of where my place is. It's not so much like a, it's, it's I guess like the maybe the point of it feels like to, you're doing something for someone else, but um, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's all like it's pretty straightforward, but it's also just kind of I think it's straightforward about a complicated subject. Yes, and yeah. I could you know relate to some of the things that you were saying in the song, so I was like, oh, that Ooh. sounds kind of like my experience. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> I'm really glad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no, that's that's fantastic. The hard times, you know. Exactly, you know, and everybody everybody goes through that and maybe some people just haven't had the opportunity or the outlet mm-hmm. rather you know to, to talk about that right so I'm, I'm hoping that you know my music can help serve as like a catalyst for you know people that kind of struggle with that uh that's with that same thing definitely yeah. and where can people find your music online online so I keep everything like just I don't have like a band name or anything. It's just John Miller. So as you can imagine, I tried to Google available it URLs are slim for like the most like white American name. Glenn Miller? Oh John Miller. <laughs> John Miller. But um on uh You should you make do... that your website, oh John Miller. Oh John Miller. Oh god. Oh my gosh, I wonder if that's taken. Oh god. That name might be available. Well recently I've been I've been like uh, hunting for uh, domains for years, yeah. and the for a very long time, and currently still use is John Miller Music dot com, uh-huh. which 
is not that hard to remember, but it is it is a mouthful and it is annoying to to be like how many dashes? <laughs> Dancer. Right? Or sorry, like hyphens. Yeah. Hyphenated. Hyphen. John John Hyphen. <laughs> German. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so uh it just gets really complicated. But recently, like it was last week and finally uh, JohnMillerBand.com became available. Woohoo! Yeah. I know, but now I have the joke of like, oh, it's like Steve Miller Band because uh, my Facebook URL <laughs> is forward slash John Miller Band, and yeah. I've just been getting that joke for years. And it's officially wanna, on the record, it's not it. fucking funny. <laughs> wanna, are you gonna kill him? <laughs> Whoa! Like, am I actually gonna kill him? No. John Miller. You live. I'm just Miller. yeah. I'm Steve just Miller. gonna go find him. Yeah. This is your fault. Yeah. No, I. This I is probably. My city I now. mean, you don't know. I, you know, if the pressure was intense enough, who knows? <laughs> who it knows? It would be out of my control if it happened. At least you're not a southern rock, like artist then it would just be impossible yeah <laughs> i would just have to quit on music altogether and go work some shitty day job <laughs> but um that's hilarious yeah so anyways where people can find my music um a really good place to start is facebook because you know it has people ever uh, bands treat their their facebook page as a website in the sense that it's, it's a home base for all your links and everything you need to find um, so on Facebook, uh, so facebook.com forward slash John Miller Band, um, in my About Me section, there's, you know, all the links to Bandcamp and iTunes and Twitter and Instagram. and It's endless. That's right. All endless. those things that I Instagram. get. I, I have to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my handle. I was fortunate enough to have the same handle for Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> so it's at John Miller Music. Okay. I know. I got really lucky Switching there. It up. The universe throw me a bone. Yeah, yeah. So check me out and stuff. My what? photos are pretty cool. What's your middle name? Joseph. John Joseph. John Joseph Miller. Very. And JJ what? the Jet Plane. Someone used to call me. It's so biblical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. They it are. Is. <laughs> That's so funny. And where, where would you say a majority of your listenership is located since you have a Facebook page? Do you feel like people outside of? Well, I actually think I have a pretty well spread out like fan base, um, which, you know, some bands, they struggle building their, their home base and making it this big thing or whatever. Like in the Bay Area collectively, I, I think I can draw between like 20 or 30 people. And then up in Sacramento, I have family and friends, like 20 or 30 people. And then in like San Luis Obispo, where I have family and friends, I can also pull 20 to 30 people. That's and the good. same with Los Angeles. So it's like, I don't really have like a very strong home base, but I can, I can just tour around California. And like, so for the sake of booking, it's way easier uh, to tell um people like oh you know san francisco bay area songwriter john miller and then when i'm going around and playing at all these places i'm just a california guy you know what i mean it's like it's kind of the same everywhere it's like whatever who cares yeah um so it's pretty spread out pretty even that's great and what's your favorite venue to play in san francisco oh boy (laughs) all right well so far let's see here Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> well, I really enjoyed. I, and yeah, no, it's hard. But, you know, who's listening? <laughs> he didn't pick my venue. Um, I have a. I, I think I enjoyed uh, 
the the downstairs of neck of the woods um oh. a lot it was really fun it's a really cool stage it's like it's really it's a very narrow stage but then it goes mm-hmm. back really far it's really deep mm. it's strange and it's like a full <laughs> like three and a half to four feet off the ground so it's a proper setting it's it's, it's good the sound quality was great like there was um the vibe was awesome the crowd came in like it was really fun it was a very good show mm. um I think my, I think I performed better at a venue that is, I think it's no longer, um, but Viracocha. I know that the owners close to here, right? Yeah. And that's, I want to say it's on Valencia. Maybe. I feel like it was close to here somewhere. And it's like this, this really amazing, uh, like sort of a vintage store, but not vintage like a secondhand vintage or anything it's like authentic vintage amazing items or um like maybe like uh using vintage parts kind of making like um uh like diy lamps and kind of steampunk Mm. looking things you know it was really cool and then there's a basement that goes downstairs and everything is all like recycled wood and made by hand and Everything downstairs is all wood. It's beautiful, and they have like I'm crying. On it's the inside. it's really sad. I'm so so bombed it's it. completely gone. Well, that's the part I'm not sure of. The last I heard, they were absolutely selling, and they were trying to work something out with the new, uh, the future owners, where um, if enough people were like willing to work and do it, mm-hmm. uh, put in the effort, that they would still run the basement as a as a venue, Viracocha. Ah. So Interesting. that's the last I heard. I haven't had an update since. This was maybe two months ago that I heard that. So I'm up. really hoping it sticks around because it's it's a gem. It's a really beautiful venue. And um, Travis Hayes from Neck of the Woods, uh, he put on like a showcase there and asked me to come perform. Okay. Um, and there was just this awesome built-in crowd. Everyone was very like... They were all paying close attention to you, and it was kind of nerve-wracking. <laughs> they all, they, yeah, like they, they all, they <laughs> all gave actually, a shit, and you were yeah. like, "Whoa, this is strange." And it was, it was like it was full. There were like maybe sixty people there in this small oh. little room. Wow! So that was a, an amazing experience. So, and I've played a couple little hole in the walls here and there in San Francisco as well, and you know, I've done a lot of house shows and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But just for proper venues, I think those two are definitely ranking as number number one yeah <laughs> do you have any upcoming shows that we should know about well not really uh, but there's a reason you know <laughs> uh this month uh, in particular i'm just doing sort of more um promotional and media stuff going on radio and you know doing that whole thing um in the we're next... the best by the way oh i know that's, that's <laughs> why i came back because this was the best yes. and um <laughs> But starting, starting next month, I'm going to be gearing up for like I'll do a couple of local stuff here and there, smaller smaller shows, and then in December I'll be doing um, I'll be going on tour, uh, pretty much all the way up to Seattle and back. And I'm I'm considering tag, uh, sort of just tagging on uh, from here down to San- to uh, Los Angeles as well, and have that be like uh, January and just kind of split the tour up, but do like a full West Coast. Um, but that. That particular detail is undecided at the moment. That sounds exciting. Yeah, so bigger bigger things around the corner. Yes. Yes. And um, are you working on new material at the moment? Yeah, so that's 
why there's sort of this dip in, in a lot of shows recently uh working on a lot of material so that new one i just played to mm-hmm. be cradle that was a, that was uh one of the new songs i'm working on right on yeah and when you're recording do you usually do it in the privacy of your own home or is it in I've a actually, studio it's in a, it's in a proper studio setting i've been recording with the same engineer since i was probably like 14 Oh, wow. Um, yeah. He knows you. He knows me real well. Yeah. <laughs> he knows, he knows things about me. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, anyways, but, uh, my friend, uh, my friend Ben Whitaker and he's a sound engineer. He has, he has a studio, um, but it's now sort of like a non-physical location. He can do mixing and mastering projects from now on. Um, but he has uh, a business called DB Sound Studios. Oh. Um, still has a website, as far as I know. It's still running. He's doing his thing. But the uh, the actual studio location, which was in Morgan Hill, he closed down. Oh. I know. Bay Area stuff, you mm-hmm. know, drama. Mm-hmm. And totally. so, uh, yeah. Morgan uh, Hill, you think it would be untouched right i know <laughs> from the madness that's happening here in the mission like well it's hard right to you know like a lot of bands everything that they do they want it to be this and i'm and i'm no exception i'm the same way they want everything to be like this really cool experience and when they share everything with their fans and with their friends and whatnot you know they want to make sure that even the photos that they're posting on Inst- on instagram like that's um, material that's gonna, you know, people want to see. That's gonna be cool, you know. So I think it was. It's probably I would imagine if I had a if I had my own recording studio and it was in Gilroy or something, I think it would be a lot harder to book a band than it would be if mm. I were if I had the studio in San Francisco. Right. Yeah. You know? Location. 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 Definitely. But I mean, the quality is superb. He's he's really amazingly talented guy so good at what he does so it's a it's a shame to see him go like that but he's still he's still around you can't you can't totally stop him (laughs) so i'm glad he just uh he's doing his own thing exactly (laughs) he's mobile now (laughs) he's on the run that's right that's great and can we hear another song yeah absolutely i would love to play you a song Is that like a, it's not a Canadian maple leaf, maple leaf right? Oh, this? Yes. This is that? not an homage. He does like poutine. I do like poutine. Yeah. Um, I'm not Canadian, though, no. Okay. <laughs> my mother's maiden name is Rodenhausen. Mm. And then from my father's side, Miller. So we're <laughs> just... Miller, genuine draft. Sorry. So yep. you're German? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I mean, mostly German. Apparently very Jewish. Very which Jewish. I didn't know. <laughs> Sorry. That's the type of uh, race. <laughs> She's Jewish. She's very Jewish. On my mom's side, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm very Jewish on, on my mom's side. side. <laughs> yeah, I don't, well, you know, yeah. I, Only a I little don't, Jewish on my dad's side. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't look the part or anything. Yeah. It's like uh, the other side of the family, my mom's side, they're from Finland and, and Sweden. Oh, okay. But at the mm. time when they were all coming to America, this was a very touchy time in U.S. history. Or in, in global history, for the most part, where you know, you they didn't if if you were Jewish, depending on where you were going, you didn't want people to know that. No. So there was sort of this big mysterious uh, thing happening that mm-hmm. uh, kind of died off with most of the family, but mm. a couple people know. And uh, so she told me she's like, no, 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 you're you're pretty Jewish. I'm like, oh. <laughs> you're very just Jewish. letting you know. I'm just hey, yo, like yo, you're. <laughs> 
you're an adult now, <laughs> quarter century. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should know you're, you're a little Jewish. Like, when oh. did they migrate? Was it before World War II or after World War II? I think it was right before. Right before. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of an interesting time period. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to say of, the uh, least. A lot of things that happened in there. Yeah, a lot know, of things but <laughs> yeah. A lot of bad things that turned into good things later on. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, we're here for the music. That's why we're here today. Cool. I will play a song. Um, this is off my last record, uh, Beneath the Willow. The song is called Seedlings. You took a pen and stuck me into your belief. my skin and pack my sins so I could songs are very epic thank you and i i think i understand what you were saying earlier like that some of these songs were meant for a full-on band yeah i've um like i briefly touched on earlier when i was in a band before i did the solo uh adventure um that band i'd been playing music they're all like my best friends i've been i've been playing music with those guys for for years and years it was like all through high school right so you know basically musically grew up with these guys and it was uh one of my best friends eric padilla his brother kenneth padilla and my buddy jared duke 
And, um, and so we had a band way back in the day called Like the Ocean. And this was like pretty much like right through uh, like graduating from high school. And this was like that rock band that I was exp talking about a little bit earlier. And so the sort of the dynamic we had was like uh, I basically myself and, and Eric were both sort of back and forth in the spotlight of like frontman, um, kind of like uh, kind of like something that like Alkaline Trio or a band like that does, where you've got like two guys that are kind of shuffling back and forth mm. between you know being the mm -hmm. lead singers or something like that. Mm -hmm. Anyways, but I I think that growing up that way musically and always writing and performing that way has really established a concrete foundation of being a frontman and having that attitude. So I see a lot of singer-songwriters and I'll, because I'm just kind of drawn to that type of music and I'll go to their shows and, you know, a lot of times it's just kind of just chilling and they play their song or something and, and it works for them, it works for their image. And for me, like, I like performing by myself. There's something really, I don't know, there's something that feels kind of risky and vulnerable about it because I don't have anyone to hide behind, you know? <laughs> So when I fuck up, like, <laughs> like when I actually fuck up, I fuck up. <laughs> legit. Yeah. Oh, it's super legit. Like you. I've stopped, I've like stumbled and then stopped a song and been like, oh, shoot. You know, but you get past <laughs> it and you do it and you're, you're very human and real in front of everyone. Um, but I still try to maintain that front man mentality, right? Where it's like, if it were appropriate, I would be like jumping up and down, like during certain songs. But there's also a side of me that's like, I want to make sure it sounds good, yeah. though. I'll have because, to say, you know, yeah. That would be kind of yeah. risky. Out of breath. I think so. Yeah. I could be like Beyonce, and I could, I could practice singing <laughs> while running on a treadmill. It's yeah. real. She does that. Isn't that crazy? Oh, she does? Yeah. That's she, how she gets... That's yeah, she she, that's like how she trains, like before touring and stuff. <laughs> she runs miles on a treadmill and singing. That's awesome. It's insane. I have so like much respect. Life. Yeah, I, I want to. Queen B. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. It's a small world after all. <laughs> that's, that's some good advice right there. I yeah, that's great. Imagine playing a guitar, singing, and running. That's what I was going to suggest for you. It sounds pretty dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't we have, just start walking. Do it slowly. But I would be the one, weird... One mile an hour. <laughs> I'd be and the weird guy like, at the YMCA oh, on the treadmill, just right. full of volume singing. Not, you don't have your personal <coughs> treadmill, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, if I had my own treadmill, yeah, yeah absolutely. You do it on the Stairmaster. Oh, kind of yeah, that'd be good. That'd be that would be cool. awkward. Or like the, the climber. What do they call that thing? I always forget what it Stair is. Stair climber? Yeah, there was the other one where you have the handles. Elliptical? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the elliptical. That one's... That, that one's, one's my favorite. I, no, I love that one. It's really fun. That would work, though, with an instrument. Because if you feel tired in your legs, just push harder in your arms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can kind of compensate and switch back and forth and go longer. Yeah. I know. I like it. It's fun. Gym talk. This is hilarious. Gym talk. It's like gym a new talk with music lovers. I know. It's, it's like awesome. a new thing for me too. I've been going to the gym for like a couple of months now. Yeah. Oh, it's sorry. Weird. I have to do high that. Five. That was across <laughs> the radio. <laughs> How's that going for you? It's uh, it's really nice. You know, I'm uh, I'm married, so my wife and I have like the, the the family plan, ah. which is weird when like. You get married, and then when you're can when you're signing up for things, yeah, that part. Oh my god, you're signing up for things, and they're like, "Oh, do you want the family plan?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry, we don't we have, have kids." Yeah. Like, oh, no, like, but they always like, "No, no," but it's like for you and your and your spouse. It's like, 
but that's what they have to call it now. Yeah. And then it makes you feel like you're expected to have kids, and you're like, I don't know, this is this is weird. I almost want to tell them no. Yeah. And just pay no, for like two adults. No, we want our own. Yeah, like, uh, we're going to do separate. Uh, yeah, even though it's seventy dollars. Separate memberships. Just, yeah. just out of principle. Yeah. You know. That's that's great news. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And. <laughs> What bands are you listening to at the moment that you think we should know about? Ooh, that's a really good question. They're so, all good. They're all so good. All of them. <laughs> Every um, single one. I, I, uh, I typically, I'm going to, like, I'm that guy that has, I rotate between, like, three albums that I'll memorize per like five years and that's like my musical taste so everyone's like oh we're gonna go see this band and I'm like who's who's that and <laughs> that you know I've been living under a rock because yeah. this band has been huge forever and I've like never heard of them because that's just how it happens <laughs> um but I there there are a couple of local bands that I really do I genuinely listen to them like every single day I really really love their music um Rinton Tiger put out a new record called Burial, Burial Grounds mm-hmm. which is fantastic it's really really solid they've been Um, on the scene for a while right yeah they have been um i've i've had the the pleasure of doing some shows with their singer kevin he has a a solo side project called field medic um and so i've been able to sort of stay tight with those guys you know but um yeah their new record is um I, i highly recommend it it's very very good um also my friends in owl paws they released a new album as well like those guys, I don't know. They're all writing machines. I don't. I personally don't know how they do it, um, but you know. They well. open for somebody, right? I feel like I've heard that. Before. Yeah. So, uh, Derek of Alpaz, he recently opened for um, OAR oh, okay. at the Regency Ballroom. Oh wow! Which is like fucking crazy because yeah. it was. He just like I don't. I I, I haven't had an, an opportunity to really like talk to him and be like, all right. <laughs> what you do? What you come yeah. on? Come on. Who did you sleep with? Who did you sleep with? Yeah, exactly. What happened? How did me. you sign your life away? Yeah, exactly. And but just like, but it's really refreshing for like someone like me, when when I can see like um, a friend of mine uh, who gets like this awesome opportunity to show the music scene that you can be a dude and a guitar and walk up in front of like six hundred people and p- and open for a big band. That's awesome. Because, like, I don't know, that's just so badass. It was just it so was like raw. Kelly Stoltz. Kelly Stoltz. Kelly Stoltz. Yeah. He's been, he's, well, he does kind of similar to what you do, actually. Okay. He and does. he, sometimes he has a band as well. Yeah. Oh, Singer, songwriter. He's in the mission. He's in the mission, but apparently he's been doing it for years, and we keep seeing, like, the past, what year He's opening two. for the band, so we go see, and we're like... <laughs> Who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> we need to ask him to be on the show because we talk about him. All the we time. do. We like promote his stuff all the time. Tight. Yeah. But he was pretty good. He opened for Echo and the Bunnymen at the oh. Regency, and then he did an that was acoustic, and then he did an electric thing for the Breeders. He opened for the Breeders oh, when wow. they were touring at here. At the Independent, right? At the Fillmore. At the Fillmore. Fillmore, oh. yeah. Cool. So yeah, you never know. I yeah. Mean, he's been around. <sighs> That's pretty. That's pretty. And he cool. deals with hecklers. Remember somebody? Hecklers. Yeah, somebody yeah. was giving him shit. It's at like the you region. suck. Really? Yeah, it's the region. It's an old. It was for Echo and the Bunnymen. So there's a bunch yeah. of older, an older crowd. Sure, sure. Older. And uh, this guy looks like Neil Young and everything. He has a ponytail. Wow. And he's like, you suck. But he said, you socks. 
And then he was like, socks? Like, Kelly was like, what do you mean by socks? And then, yeah, what do you mean by socks? (laughs) Yeah. So then he got kicked out. It's pretty awesome. Everybody cheered, yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it's good to know they kicked those people out. I don't, I've never, well. Have you ever had that experience? Not really. Not at a show. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I haven't been on a show and it's been, yeah, like, so much is like, like, you suck, <laughs> asshole, or anything, you know. Everybody I, gets that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I haven't, I, thankfully, I haven't had that, and so, you know, one could argue, well, I, then you're not playing the right shows, or you're not playing enough shows, you know, or something like that. Um, but I have had, like, one or two little, like, on the comments, you know, stupid yeah. shit like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the comments? On YouTube? Not so, oh yeah, <laughs> on YouTube a bit because like, I don't, I, I don't understand YouTube. YouTube is really strange to me. Do where, they have wax in their ears? I think so. Okay. I, that's the only explanation, right? <laughs> where, oh, it's just the mic. Sorry. Oh, okay. I thought someone Stop was touching. pounding on the window. <laughs> yeah. Let me in. Um, like I've had it, you know, you have like a video that has maybe a couple thousand plays. It's not like viral yeah. but then you get like the random comment from someone that lives in like some southern minister yeah middle of nowhere <laughs> or whatever and nowhere's fill you they they just call you something terrible yeah i won't i don't even want to repeat just because i don't like the word yeah but you can guess and you're just like whoa uh, why <laughs> where did this come here? from yeah, just like a hey now come on friend you socks <laughs> yeah you socks exactly that's what he said it was it just broke my heart yeah so uh yeah but not not at a show not not yet yeah so that that's when you know you've made it yeah exactly they care so much <laughs> that they they have to tell you how much they hate you yeah those are probably some of your biggest fans <laughs> They'll never oh, forget sweet. you for sure. Well, yeah. It's, yeah. You know, it's emotionally, it's, it's not a healthy relationship at all. But, you know, we've all been in those too. So yeah. it's okay. It's a way to get the word out there. Spread the word. Exactly. Folks. Thank you so much. You tell everyone how much you hate me. Yeah. <laughs> how much you sucks. Well, just imagine, like, how often does someone tell me, like, oh, you should check out this band. They're so good. And then you don't do it because yeah. you don't do it. And that's just how it goes. Until and what unless it's like your best friend that you like grew up with yeah. and you're like oh you need to check this out and you're like okay yeah and it's homework you. and you go yeah. do that but if someone's like do not listen to this band I'm tell don't do it this is awful the worst thing ever I'm probably gonna go check it out <laughs> yeah. because no one no one because really my does. ears are gonna bleed also well yeah exactly yeah. like you no know one no one goes that far yeah. to say that so if they did like I I don't really think I'd give a shit. You know, I true. like that. Probably yeah. one of the worst bands we've had here, and we always talk about them. Or two it? of the worst bands. <laughs> which Three, is, four, five. No, no. It's Max 12, which we're into, like, the was, whole end of the world in 2012 thing. I was telling oh. Alex about that. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting. And then, oh, my God. Was it the other one that was talking about my... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I wasn't even there for that. I like how we're talking about it on air. We don't give a shit. We don't give a shit. I don't want them here. back in the show. I mean, what are they going to do to me? <laughs> You guys are nobody with the golden microphone. <laughs> nobody right? still knows who they are, and it's been what, what, three years now? Yeah. Yeah, but they're still together. They're I, still together. Yeah. They're still doing their thing. And Merkin. That's, and Merkin. That's the one I was thinking Merkin. of. Because yeah. they were like talking about my body parts on the air. Whoa. I mean, their band name is Merkin. Their band name is Merkin. No. One so of them was like a hippie Merkin. dude. 
Huh? One of them was like a hippie dude. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. He was smoking. Well, they were smoking in the studio, and we were like, who are you guys? Oh, they were here before we got yeah. here. That's what it was. Oh. They were already on another planet. They were already, like, oh. chilling. They were just- <laughs> <laughs> they let themselves in. Like, yeah. no, no, we're good. We're- yeah. I was like, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally like, wait, are we interviewing you guys? Like, I was like, where's the band? Oh, we're, are we getting we're supposed to be interviewed. I'm like, oh, oh, let's just sit down. Yeah. See what's up. Luckily, there was another band after them. That was better, yeah. And I was like, see you later. Never. (laughs) And our friends were in another band that came came in after, so that was good. Oh, wow. Yeah, we have had a few of those. But luckily, nine times out of ten, we get get some really interesting, great music on here. So that's kind of the point of this show and the point of what we do here at the radio station. Try and... Get the word out. If you want to listen to this, by the way, the podcast is up. If you're not and we already, will send you the link. Great. Um, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, Wait, are. am I giving wrong information? Yeah, no, you said no. You would. <laughs> you're totally correct. MutinyRadio.fm. Yes. Under podcast, sounds from the street. Under our podcast, and we're working on the RSS feed. I'm not sure if. Ooh. You're familiar with RSS feed, but uh, it's... What is that? Through iTunes. Okay. If oh, our yeah. show is on iTunes, they can... There's the stream, I think, for our station, but we don't have it set up for each show. Gotcha. And that can be actually really good because we used to have it at one point. Okay. Um, but it's... You have to learn coding and all that other business. You we have, have to, to learn coding now? Somebody's okay. going to learn it. Somebody's <laughs> learning what? it. No Somebody's learning it for us because they're, they're s- we, we're paying them to do it pretty much. Yeah. Good job. So. <laughs> but it took, us a, it took us a while. We did a couple fundraisers, uh-huh. and we're finally we're paying the rent on time Yay. and keeping the lights on. Nice. Yeah. So, that's, that's good news for anybody. Yeah, yeah, especially in the city. Yes, absolutely. I'm still amazed that we're here, to be honest with yeah. you. <laughs> But, um, yeah, we love it, and we'll keep coming back for as long as we can. Yeah, we're becoming the Great. new originals. We're the OGs. OG. Yeah. And Gs. I was no, wait. Yes. Yeah. No, I know. And I was here when it was Pirate Cat, too, which was okay, so probably... Okay, th- so this was Pirate Cat? This was Pirate Cat. Okay, gotcha. Because Pirate Cat the, was something I had looked into a long time ago, before I moved up to the Bay Area. Um but I wasn't really actively touring at the time or anything like that. And uh, But when I came up here, I always wondered, like, whatever happened to Pirate Cat Radio? Because I haven't, like, seen anything for in a long, long time. And I remember it when I was living in Los Angeles. I'm from oh, okay. SoCal. Uh-huh. And I think he was pirating down there, the original owner who no longer is affiliated with us. Gotcha. I but um, <laughs> I even knew about it back then because yeah. he was pirating in L.A. besides here. So it was, cool. it was pretty interesting. I mean... Yeah. I think just the whole idea of it, that's what we're we're trying to move forward with that particular idea. With the positive thing. The positive, of course. you know, creative aspect of it all. There's always going to be drama, right? There's always going to be, like, backstory. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, our website <laughs> being so hacked. Dark. Yeah. Yeah. So we had really? some, Your yeah. website got hacked? And our stream went down. By oh, the no. former owner. Podcasts were missing. What? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he turned it into a nice little punk theme. Miniradio.org. Yeah, we used to be miniradio.org, and then he he hacked into that, and we couldn't claim it as our domain because we didn't pay for it. Something mm-hmm. weird happened. So He's now, but miniradio.fm is where it's at, and that's legit, and that that's ours now. We own we're it. We're rocking it. TM, 
at the TM. TM. <laughs> or whatever they do. Yeah. It's, it's a gluten-free or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Yeah, that's right. It's kosher. It's kosher. This is a we're, fair trade. We're very it's Jewish here. It's organic. Recyclable. Yeah. Compost. Local grown. That is a really, actually, a really good one because we are local. We are local. Hey, I mean, local. we're in the, in the internet, but we're... Local bands, mostly. We're locally based, and we, yeah. we get the word out there, and people love us for it. Yeah. I think. I love myself for it. So. Do you have another song in you? <laughs> that was another joke, song? Yeah. I could, no? yeah. yeah. I could do that. You could do that? Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. sure. I feel like it's going to taste smooth, I think. Uh, this one is from my first, my first record um, called Shades of Autumn Everywhere, and the song is titled Safe and Sound.
Where do you say um, your musical inspiration comes from? Um, somewhere deep within and <laughs> most likely very unstable. Um, I think I, I think that I think of my music as something that's provocative, but not not like politically or socially or anything like that. I think it's just kind of like emotionally provocative, right? So um, I think uh, a lot of, like some of the, maybe some of the scenes that play out in my head or something like that, right? If uh, like drawing inspiration and writing a song and kind of talking about a thing that's going on or whatever. Um, I think a lot of that can correlate to like little outbursts and you know, things like that, mm -hmm. misbehaving or whatever. <laughs> um, like that song in particular, is is very much um, kind of like c coming to that age where you realize you're you're going to become an adult, and so sort of like the uh, metaphor behind like killing a boy and then Ooh, killing I a man like and yeah no I I th I thought it worked out well when I wrote the song. It always uh, it gets a lot of people's attention when I sing it, <laughs> just because it's like the guitar parts are very they're very simple. It's just strumming, kind of quiet, and then the what really carries the song is supposed to be like a really big vocal presence. Um, so people listen to what you're saying. So when you're talking about um, killing children and you were laughing so hard you peed your pants, and it, just, <laughs> it gets a little weird. But you know when you think about what that really means, though. Um, it starts to make a little bit more sense. Um, I think that's uh, more often than not. That's that's where my inspiration is drawn from when I write that sort of space. Mm -hmm. And which um, music artists were you influenced by? Um, I think from a really young age, like thirteen and onward, for the most part. Um, I think uh, I got like really heavily into Elliot Smith. Um, the music that 
like the first song I heard was Angelus. And actually my, my friend, uh, one of my best friends, Eric, who I was in a band with, he showed me um, pretty much all of Either Or. Uh, and that just like changed my life musically because you know I came from rock bands and listening to loud electric you know exciting music like mm. got my blood pumping you know I definitely have like a lot of energy all the time I think and so uh, that was always my vice so Elliot Smith was like the first thing I really heard that kind of made me think like oh there's other kind of kinds of music out there you know right. and, uh, and then the further I went I'm like yeah there's a lot of a lot of music out there but not a lot that, like Elliot Smith this is definitely a, a gem it was a very uh... so to me that was that was really heavy because I think for the most part he kind of I mean I'd like to think that he probably drew from a, a similar space into when he was writing right like a lot of you know emotional situations and things like that and I don't know, to me, that all just kind of made more sense than anything else. So I think, um, like, Elliot Smith, Bright Eyes, those were, like, huge, huge for me for a very, very long time. God. Oh. Did you see the movie? Oh, Heaven Adores You? Mm-hmm. I just saw it, like, last week. Really? Oh, was so it good? I haven't seen it. It's really good. Documentaries are touchy because, yeah. to be I mean, perfectly honest, they, they can get boring really fast yeah. because... It's real life shit. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're cataloging someone's but it's life, <laughs> yeah. it's not like always exciting, right? Yeah. But they did a, I think they did an exceptional job. Yeah. Like, um, I read, uh, there was a, a book that came out called Ballad of the Big Nothing. And I thought the book was really well done. It had some slow sections that you really had to just read through and, you know, whatever. Yeah. To get to the exciting stuff here and there. But yeah. um, the, the Heaven Adores You, was, I, th- I thought beginning to end, it was very entertaining. It was really cool. You hear from people that you did not expect to hear from. And it was really interesting. I only want to watch it now. Yeah. It's, it is, it's worth it. I don't know when they did a showing in San Francisco. Yeah, at the Roxy. Okay, Dude, yeah. I was, yeah, I wasn't in yeah. town. I was, I was so. It was bummed. a long time ago too. Yeah. yeah. We recently saw Amy, uh-huh. and that one was, that one was really. It was interesting. The whole. Oh yeah, yeah I saw that too. Yeah. I went to uh, an indie film theater in Palo Alto. Oh, weird. Which was like, I think it was. Of course. <laughs> right? The burps. Fine, yeah. And uh, I think it was, now when I think about it geographically, I think it was actually probably like a, a college campus thing or whatever, oh, okay. right? That makes more sense. Uh, well, it was a small little theater. Uh, but yeah, I went and, and saw the Amy Winehouse one. It was, oh my God, so intense. I know. Mm-hmm. Was, that was crazy. Yeah. So I, it's not as crazy as that, obviously. But yeah. It's, yeah. Well, it's they both good. had really dramatic ends. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But we cried. I, I, I didn't cry, but I had a knot in my throat. I saw you tear, tearing oh, up. Oh, man. I was getting emotional. That was heavy. I love when she did that duet with Tony Bennett. Like, yeah. I Oh, that like, was... Well, because she's actually I can't deal with it like nervous. when I watch she, it. Yeah, she's like, sorry, I fucked up. Like, yeah. That yeah. But then you see other things that she's doing, yeah. and she's bored. She's like not... She doesn't... She's not in... She's completely somewhere else. And yet she's doing like a perfect take. Yeah. And in like the jazz world, it's also perfect because yeah. it was different than any time she'd sung it before or any time thereafter, right? Yeah. It was just in the moment, it was done perfectly. And she's like looking around and like doesn't. I like when she smacks her lips, like. Yeah, yeah, she does the like, little yeah. pouty thing or yeah. whatever. And then you see her with Tony Bennett and yeah. she's just like 
all of a sudden she's vulnerable. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, she's a human up, being again. again. That was yeah. really cool. You're just yeah. like, okay, over here you see that she is just beyond, she's more talented than she can even handle. Yeah. Yes. And then over there, she just doesn't believe she's, she's good like enough to be in yeah. the same room as this other she's person. She's insecure. You know and he mean? was yeah. like, you're fine. Yeah, he's, he's like, no, no, no. He's You're like, fine, honey. Yeah, he's like, no, we do the same thing. Like, this is cool. Don't worry. This is chill. Yeah. And he's you know. been doing it for, what, like 60 years? <laughs> he probably yeah. knows what he's talking about. Yeah. He, I mean, if you had to learn from the master, yeah, for sure. I think so, yeah. That was overwhelming. But, um, yeah, that's good to see it. Yeah. And I, I watch it again. Yeah. I will cry this time. I would say <laughs> No, it was weird because in the theater we saw it, it was a small theater, we were like the youngest ones there. Yeah. So really? we like knew what was There was up. only like eight of us. Yeah. And it was just weird. Like we were singing and then everybody else just left. It was like. They played Valerie at the credits and we were like. Why don't you, you know, come on Yeah, and I was like, we started singing because we were like, you know, that's such a good song. And we just saw her die like you know and people in their 30s and people are were like, just like <sighs> yeah like they just like whacked Done. out it was like okay. doesn't even matter yeah <laughs> they're probably there because they're just like it's we had dinner and this is like <laughs> this is yeah. the only thing this is where we need to release our gas or something you know like they weren't they weren't there for like us they weren't real fans it was pretty good i just like seeing certain points in her history and then seeing the other side of it rather than what you probably saw on MTV or yeah. Yeah. somewhere else. Totally. So I think that's always good to see that other side. I think so. People need to remember that, you know, they're human beings we're talking about. Yes. Dealing with. People with feelings, even if they've forgotten or become yeah, I forgot. so disconnected from it, you know. But yeah. I do that all the time. For Elliot Smith, this is his girlfriend, right? His girlfriend was involved or... Well... They don't know yet. Is that I, still uh, a mystery? I mean, officially, the autopsy uh, is has not concluded that it was self-inflicted. Okay. And but it's closed. Yeah. So, um, it's I guess you, it's politically correct to say that he died on that date, not that he killed himself on that date, not that he was you know, it was just like death under strange, strange circumstance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You know, and Determined. there's there are rabbit holes here and there you can go down. Because <laughs> I but. just found out that girl also dated Rivers Cuomo from. Oh really? Yeah, she. I didn't know that. No. Mm-hmm. So, well, was her name Shiva something? Oh, her last name I think was Shiva. Oh, okay. Um, I can't. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I don't know. Very Is she still alive? Yeah, she's mm-hmm. she's. I think she's around. She's kicking. Alive? She's so good. You know, she's probably still doing drugs, but yeah. I think she's okay. I don't know. People don't do drugs for that long before they... Something happens. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. You don't see a lot of 60-year-old <laughs> drug addicts. She found God. And yeah. Fun, you know. <laughs> no, she's handing Bibles in the airport. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you want to play one more song for us? out. Yeah, I would, new, I would love to play new found one more song friends. for you. New found friends. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. And now we have some people in the studio. We love it. <laughs> you know. Um, this one, this, this, this song is also on my first record, Shades of Autumn Everywhere. It's called Almost Certain. Um, it's just been like, I don't know, it's sort of stood the test of time. It's been a real banger, so I, I play it at pretty much every show. But, uh, okay. yeah. Setting us up. I know. Oh, God. 
too high of hopes now. I'm just gonna bomb it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm yeah, no, I did really. <laughs> Should have thought that one through. Just 
I think I could be a backup hummer. <laughs> There's a thought. <laughs> I got some. Now those. you have a band member. <laughs> John Miller in the backup hummers. <laughs> yeah, I need to practice <laughs> for my debut. So, and that song in particular is something that you're currently working on, or that's something you've already no, it's, recorded? No, it's 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 been recorded already. It's a much older song. It's uh. Like, I don't know, as, as a songwriter, like, you want to, you don't want to recycle old material that often, right? Like, you want to keep things current and new. Um, but I definitely have a lot of ideas for it, which I don't normally do. Most musicians or bands won't do that, but um, I, I'm, I'm actually uh, chewing on the idea of re-releasing it with the next full-length album, but as a full band production, mm-hmm. which I think the song is meant to be like. Um, in the my first album where it's recorded, it's just like... Uh, guitar and vocals straight that's it so I think it's just gonna be something bigger later down the road that's the way to go sorry I'm being attacked by flies if it's not fruit <laughs> flies it's a different kind of fly oh boy <laughs> studio ah! fly is it again? <laughs> no it might be <laughs> we were just There's talking no about this <laughs> oh my god <laughs> this is the end of the interview <laughs> Well, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been and, a blast. Um, yeah, it's it's always fun to have people who have been here before, people who are brand new to to this, and um, yeah, it seems like you've have some previous history here, so that that always is a good thing. <laughs> and um, did you listen to the to any previous interviews that we've done? No, I have Oh, okay, not. that's good. So I, I su- <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> oh, people do good. that, and I'm like, well, did you like it? Did well, you like <laughs> I, like, when, it, when a situation calls for it, I'll do my homework, you know? I'm not, a, not an idiot or anything, but... No, you're um, not. For a lot of... Uh, <laughs> but I like to... I don't know. It's, it's going to be new. It's going to be different. Like, it's, it's harder sometimes to walk into something with a predetermined idea of what it's going to be like. Yes. Kind of, so I... So we never really know what we're getting ourselves into. That's part of the... We have so much in common already, you guys. <laughs> That's just kind of how we do it every week. And I'm like, how do we how do we do this and survive? And then we listen to the podcast and we're like, wow, we were really good. Yeah. <laughs> how the hell are we still here after five years and yeah. four years counting? So. Well, you guys are definitely yeah. doing something right. Yes, Yay. definitely. And remind us your website again. Um, so my website is john-miller-music.com. There's an H in the John. Don't forget <laughs> that or else you're just gonna, not going to know what's going on. Um, but the easiest, uh, the easiest route to take would just be on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash John Miller Band. It has links to my website, um, iTunes, Bandcamp, all the other fun things. So No relation to Steve, right? No, Steve Miller, you know, we just, we had to break things off. <laughs> and so I just got to do my own thing, you know. Yeah. Good what, man, if, what if you got the opportunity opportunity to open for him? Hell yeah. 
I totally would. Yeah, that'd be great. BFFs for life. BFFs. Yeah, I'll be hanging out backstage pretending I know him. And, so, how have you been? That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a good time. You never know. Well, again, it was great to have you. Thank you. And um, let us know if you have any upcoming shows Absolutely. in the Bay Area. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And hopefully we'll be hearing from you soon. Some new material. I'm yes, gonna be you liking will. that Absolutely. page. Absolutely, you better. <laughs> You're gonna find me. Yeah, exactly. That song yeah. about killing is gonna oh, be ringing in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio. Oh, maybe not. Mutiny Radio does from. not exist, but we can.
myself tethered to the days I tried to lose. My mama said, slow down, you must make your own shoes. Stop dancing to the music, I'm good in a happy mood.
popped in the Kanye West get right for the summer workout tape. And ladies, if you follow these instructions exactly, you might be able to pull you a rapper, an NBA player, man, at least to do with a car. So first of all, we gonna work on the stomach. Nobody wants a little tight air. One and two and three and four and get them sit-ups right and tuck your tummy tight and do your crutches like this. Give head, stop, breathe, get up, check your weave. Don't drop the gun and disrespect the weed. Pick up your son and disrespect your seed. It's a party tonight and oh, she's so excited. Tell me who's invited. You, your friends, and my dick. Scary to me, and he make girls look like Holly Berry to me, so excuse me, miss, I forgot your name, thank you, God bless you, good night, I came, I came, I came. It's been a week without me, and she been a week without me, she wanna talk it out, but ain't nothing to talk about unless she talk about freaking out, and maybe we can work it out. Love. 